The Lord be with you. The beginning of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez, and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, and Abiud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Akim, and Akim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mathan, and Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we have one of the genealogies of Christ in the Gospels, and it is uh, taken from Matthew's Gospel. And Matthew's Gospel is interesting. A lot of the early commentators and St. Thomas Aquinas, because we know that we have the different images for the Gospel writers. So John is always represented by an eagle, but Matthew is always represented by a young man. And St. Thomas Aquinas says this is because of his uh, his, his focus on the, human, the humanity of Jesus Christ, on his human nature. So where John looks to the divinity, Matthew looks to the humanity of Christ. And so where John's gospel begins with, in the beginning was the word, this focus on the divinity of Jesus Christ, Matthew begins with the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. And the generation he is speaking of here is not the generation, not the coming forth from his father in his divinity, 
but this is his generation in his human nature. And he looks then to the genealogy of Christ, going all the way back to Abraham, showing the tracing, this tracing of his, uh, his lineage, going all the way back from Abraham, through David, through the deportation, through Je uh, Jeconiah and Zerubbabel, all the way down to Joseph, who is the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born. And so as we look then, we can see that there is this pattern in this uh, genealogy. The first 14 generations cover all the patriarchs up until King David and the beginning of the line of kings for the people of Israel. And then from David to the deportation to Babylon, we have all of the kings that are listed. And after the deportation, we have the leaders of the people all the way down to private persons. And then from those private persons, we have Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. But at this point, we note a difference in the generations and in the lineage and the genealogy, which is that it is dealing before with the father of. But as soon as it gets to Joseph, his relationship to Jesus Christ is through Our Lady. It's through Mary. And so he is the foster father of Jesus Christ but he is the husband of Mary. That is his relationship initially to Jesus, is because of his union with Our Lady. And so the father and the, so the, Joseph is the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. And I think that this is important, especially this relationship with Our Lady. Pope Benedict says on one of the Advents, he said that Advent is particularly a Marian time. It is a time with Our Lady. What we are celebrating is the fact that her yes to God will have infinite consequences. Her yes to God it means that she is at this moment carrying his son within her womb. The Lord is present on earth already in Our Lady at this moment that we celebrate in Advent. She carries him within her. She loves him. She is the first soul on earth to love Jesus Christ. She is the one who received him from heaven, nurtures him within her own self, and gives him his human nature. And this time of Advent, as she is now coming to the end of her pregnancy, as she is coming to this great expectation where she will behold the face of her son, and she goes through all the trials that she is going through at this moment. They would be on their way now getting ready because of the census to go to Bethlehem to make this journey right at the end of her pregnancy. And so it is this time where she is focused, her whole life given over to the will of God. She accepts all the trials that come to her and she accepts them humbly and she simply follows whatever God's will has laid out for them as she carries God himself within her. This time of Advent is truly a Marian time. And I think these next few days as we lead up to Christmas is to make an intentional effort to be more united to Our Lady in this time, asking her for the grace of the expectation of looking upon the face of her son the grace of the love and care that she has for her son, Jesus. 
this love which will be the first love that he receives from his creatures, this perfect love that comes from the heart of his mother. And so in this time we turn to Our Lady and we ask her to prepare our hearts for Christmas, to prepare our hearts for the receiving of her son. But we can also do that at each Mass, that when we come to Holy Communion, that when we come to receive the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, we should do it with Our Lady, that the one who received him so devoutly from heaven can teach us to receive him devoutly in Holy Communion, that the one who loved him so intentionally and so perfectly while he was within her truly present can teach us also in our moments of Holy Communion to love him who is now also present within us in the great mystery of Holy Communion. We turn to Our Lady daily so that she may teach us to love her Son more perfectly. Amen.